With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. We're here. We promised the show. We are on our first filming. I wish I had a name for the show. Uh, we're looking at the comments. A lot of good people responding. A lot of comments. Um, yeah, it was really, uh, really impressive. And I, I hope you all have a good time with all the stuff that's going on, like I said at the beginning, with everything that's going on. I just want to bring a little bit of humor in. I want to introduce myself and some of my friends that I fish with and kind of how I got to where I'm at today with fishing, with the friends I fish with. You know, a lot of times we'll be at a seminar and somebody will ask me, you know, how do you become a good fisherman? And I said, spend a bunch of time. You know, anything in life, if you want to be good at it, I don't care what it is, you better spend a bunch of time on it. Nothing's easy, nothing's quick. But I want to go back when we first moved into this store and kind of bring you all to the beginning of things. I have a couple shows that I'm going to do first. The first one tonight, I want to do one with my buddy Carl Hancock, Mr. Money, 34th and Hillsboro, Big Sticky. He's got all kinds of names. It was funny, last night on the internet, somebody asked, well, what's your name? And I'm thinking, well, nobody's ever really given me the name, you know. We've been, we've been working on it. The butcher one time, but that's too too much of a compliment. I remember Dave Marquette gave that one out. But I got Carl tonight. I've been fishing with Carl. We were, we were sitting here trying to think about it. And I think since probably 96, 97, I met Carl. And I'll tell you how I met Big Carl over here. I had a greasy attorney coming in here, and he kind of and he was greasy. Yeah, it greasy. Some and people called him sleazy. He he wanted he, to introduce me. Yeah, Carl yeah. wanted to meet me about fishing. Him and this other guy. Well, the other guy. So he's going to introduce me to a guy who owns a pawn shop, and another <laughs> guy who's a bail bondsman, and they want to go fishing with me, right? And I'm thinking, holy cow, Tony Canatuna, organized crime, something ain't right here. Greasy attorney, but I agreed to it. I said, if somebody wants to go, they can go. So I took y'all two out that, Next that night. I think yeah. Frank Cueto was wearing square toe shoes, hard sole shoes <laughs> on the boat. He was all Louis slicked Vuitton up. Belt. Yeah, Louis Vuitton wanting to know where we were going for dinner. Yeah, It was the funniest thing. But I've really had a bunch of good times with Carl. Um, he's probably going to be on this show a lot more than anybody else. It's not because I picked him to do that. Carl spent a lot of time with me back in the day. Um, when I started doing a bunch of snook fishing, I met Carl, and he met me right at the right time to be able to learn how to do that snook fishing. The biggest problem I had, I went by myself all the time, and the biggest problem I had was finding somebody that could go at the drop of a hat. During the week, yep. Saturday night, hey, you want to go fishing? Meet me yep. at the ramp in an hour. Yeah, you know? and that was it. That or was it, yeah. Monday. We'll go Monday. We'll go Wednesday. Yeah, we'll go good. this day. We could almost pick any day, and that's what it took because you're, when you're fishing for big snook, back then there wasn't a lot of people catching big snook, not like now where 
we've educated everybody. It was kind of a tight lip thing. There was no sharing about your fishing spot or how you caught him. If anything, you'd send them the other direction. It seemed like, yeah. you know, you oh, catch yeah. it at Howard Franklin, you'd be going, Oh, we are on the East side of the Bay. The kitchen's rocking, <laughs> but, uh, there's and a, he's not kidding either. <laughs> there's a reason why I showed up with my vest on too. Yeah. Yeah. There's a, right. uh, I want to talk about a couple stories because we're on a limited time here. And I believe me, we're, you're going to hear it all before it's over with about Carl and all the shenanigans this guy pulls. He is hardcore, hard to keep up with. But the first thing I want to talk about is the alligator hunt. It was my first hunt. Yeah. yeah. I had a brand new boat. It was getting rigged. We're not going to mention any names because I don't know who's on Facebook and all that. And I don't want to offend anybody. We'll just call him Drunk Rusty. Drunk Rusty. Right, so Drunk Rusty. Yeah, he was drunk. Yeah, he, he had a buzz. And uh, another guy named Mark. Yeah. They asked me, they saw my boat out there. Carl was here. It was, uh, I believe, Dan Tillett owned T&B Boat Works. It was a tunnel boat made tunnel in boat. Ruskin. And I was selling them here, bare hull. So you could get it rigged here, pick the motor you want, we'll go get it for you. And then we would put in the live well systems or towers, Sanchez made them. And, and this boat was about done. It was almost September, yep. had to be within a day or two. And he asked me if I wanted to go. And I said, sure, can I bring somebody with me? He said, yeah. So I called yep. up Carl and me and him had been fishing a little bit together then. And decided was, to go our, was our first time at uh, lake hancock or yeah that's not yep lake hancock, lake hancock yeah. and all these stories now let me tell you something not this is not an omission of guilt this is all entertainment so if i say something like it wasn't the season or maybe i flim flammed <laughs> i'm not admitting no guilt i'm just entertaining he's here. pleading it's, the fifth on anything yeah. that could be incriminating yep and that's brought to you by butler yeah. and boyd yeah they told me to say that, so it's not an omission of guilt. So anyway, we're going to go Lake Hancock, brand new boat. And an, I don't know if you were there when I was talking to my buddy, Rusty, and I said, you know, it's a brand new boat, Rusty. Do I have to worry about anything hunting alley? Oh, no, they don't do nothing. They try to get away from the boat. I go, great. So we go. Sand ramp. Not yeah, even a concrete sand ramp, ramp. got to oh, be yeah. in four-wheel drive lake it was a special place wasn't yeah. it oh, yeah. three parking spots dead buzzards you know meth it was it was great <laughs> <laughs> great great family ramp right yeah oh yeah so we went out you remember what happened let's hear it we pulled out through the weeds there was an orange cone do i have the story right on the cone yeah yeah we pulled out the cones there to mark us for late at night when we come back in so we got a big gator, had a great time, everything. We come back, and the cone's gone. Well, what the cone's for, the cone's for the dumb people like me that aren't on that lake every night. Yeah, so yeah. the locals see that you're marking something on their lake oh, where yeah. you shouldn't know. Well, I had a cure for that. If you remember after that, I'd throw a glow stick up in the tree with a piece of fishing line and oh, yeah. a weight oh, yeah. on it, and it would hang up there in the tree. But, yeah, we finally oh, yeah. did get back to the ramp. And the whole shoreline looked all the same. Cypresses, cypresses, and I'll tell you what, he found it. We 30 minutes maybe. Yeah, it took But we a were minute. planning on, we planned on, hey, we're going to be here all night. Yeah, till the sun comes yeah, up. It's yeah. uh, If anybody's ever been on that lake, things shift on a lake vegetation to where they'll close up a canal but me and carl we got back to the ramp. how big was the alligator 12 foot 8 inches was yeah it? you remember that and i had it, mounted. had it mounted i got it mounted from it's here in the store it was 
was. Yeah, that one rotted. That guy it was really? the worst there ever was. He, that's the one I hung outside and had oh, yeah, fell yeah, apart. Yeah. looked like it had paper mache in it. Yeah. Remember? A, a new taxidermist. Yeah, we had to get a new one after that guy. He yeah. was something. But I remember getting back to the ramp that night, and uh, one of the guys with us wanted to pitcher with the alligators mouth, mouth open, open, right? I'm going to put yeah. my head in it get a pitcher. Well, the alligator still got his eyes open. And so you, Mahoney looked at me like, "We're gonna let him do that. He's gonna we're pop. Gonna, we're gonna watch him do it." Yeah. And I said, "Hey, I'm all right with watching the guy do it. I wasn't gonna do it." He's gonna pop it like a grape. That's oh, yeah. all I could think about. Big twelve and a half foot alligator. So we got the guy. He had too much to drink, and we got him out of there and taped his mouth back up. <laughs> and then you remember what happened, right? Go ahead. Where are we going? We're going to Thomas Fish Company at the time over there in Bartow. Yeah, They're Bartow. Gonna, we'll process them. Yep, we're going to drop him off. So we're in front of some high school. Yep, with a gator on the back. Gator in the boat. Yep. Taped up, tagged, completely legal. Oh, yeah. And kids are crossing. It's about 6.30 in the morning. They're crossing the road. We're at a stop, and they're crossing the road to go to school. I look in the rearview mirror and the alligator's up on the front deck. Yeah, alive. Doing the big look around. A, a tape mouth, alive, sitting on the front deck. <laughs> I had to gas it. I had to nail the throttle. I threw him back in the boat. We went all the way to Thomas Fish Company. I'll never forget this. I, I knocked on the door. Remember that old trailer? Yeah, and the, yeah. The guy comes out. I think his name was Junior. He may be listening tonight. But Junior come out pair of shorts on was about it and they no were shoes they were barely on walking through sand spurs to get to us yeah and he said y'all don't know how to kill an alligator and we know yeah, yeah he's still alive i guess time. not shot him four times in the head and he still ain't dead we didn't know what to do but he he showed us how to properly take them uh they ended up severing the backbone but the thing that impressed me the most about that guy was if you remember there was a concrete ramp that went up he grabbed that gator drug him up by himself and i said to him hey how much you think he weighs and he goes oh he's about 450 pounds and if you remember i said to him bro you ain't snatching 450 pounds like that uphill <coughs> he pulled him to a scale i think yep. he was 437 yep. wasn't he he had the he had the weight almost perfect <laughs> yeah it was almost perfect just uh, that goes back to when you've done something a long time get good at it like fishing You've yeah. always said that because oh, yeah. I've asked him, how, how do you become a good fisherman? Am I time on the water? Time on the water. Now, now let me tell you this. <clears throat> I've taken Carl a ton and enjoyed it. I took him alligator hunting. I took him fishing. He wants to pay me back. Carl's a great guy. He's wanting to do something for me. He's not really wanting to give me nothing, but he's wanting, you know, maybe one of his buddies. So, we're going to talk about the turkey hunt. Carl calls me up, Osceola turkey, right? I'm not into turkey hunting. I've never even hunted turkeys at this time. But I thought, you know, I got all these animals on the wall. Might as well get a turkey. What kind of deal you got for us? Oh, my buddy's got the ranch, man. We'll About 3,600 acres in St. Cloud. Yeah. Christine. We'll make up a name. We'll call him Billy. Billy, yeah, yeah we won't we'll give his him. real name. They call him, we'll call him Millionaire Billy because he's a wealthy guy, but that's not his name. Okay. Millionaire Billy. There you go. Yeah. So Billy is going to let us hunt this property. So I'm excited <laughs> as can be. I'm fixing to go hunt an Osceola bird. Everybody I've ever been around that's hunted turkeys 
has told me the Osceola is the hard one to get. Hardest one if to kill. If you can kill one of them, you better jump on it. So I'm going with Carl to Uncle Billy's. So I'm telling a buddy of mine the day before, yeah, Carl Hancock, he's going to take me hunting out here in Central Florida. Got a great place. He goes, when are you going hunting? I said, I'm going on Monday. He said, well, the season closes on Sunday. So I think, well, and, and this has... Different county, though. We're this is like county. over 20 years. So like I said, it's no admission of guilt. But <laughs> once I found out that Mr. Turkey Hunter's going to take me when it's a day out of season... This is a bad... This gets bad now. This gets real bad. I make the phone call and go, hey, what kind of gun should I bring? And I'm knowing what you're supposed to bring, but I've never really hunted turkeys. There's probably some turkey hunters that are going to hate me, but I haven't done this since. So we don't, he asked me, ask your friend if I could bring a 22. So I call up Millionaire Billy and said, hey, I'm bringing my buddy. Uh, he wants to know, can he bring a 22 rifle with him? And Millionaire Billy went, please. You sure, bro? 22 Go rifle? Ahead. He can bring that. Yeah, that's not what you hunt him with, but. He said, bring it. So we're riding in the truck. We're looking at all the feathers from all the turkeys. All everybody's killed but us. We get to see where they've been. We get to see <laughs> where they, you know, actually killed some, but no cooperation whatsoever. Now you got to figure this was a while ago. So Carl, Carl, I'm going to put you there. Okay, Carl was dressed in camo with a polo label. Ralph Lauren polo. Okay, Birdine's 50% off rack, wasn't sure, it? Sure. Yeah. Come in camo. Come in camo. We're out there, my dually, got Billy, millionaire, millionaire Billy, Billy in the back, and a turkey's running across the field. So, hey, is that one eligible? Billy gives me the green light. So I slide out the 22. Rolled down the window first. Yeah, yeah. And I whistled, so he stopped. You got to stop them. You don't want to shoot them when they're running. You don't hit them where you want. And uh, I fired. Boom, it was over. My turkey hunt was done. About 100 yards. Yep. 100 yards shot. Shot him in the head, so they started asking, what kind of 22 is that? And I oh, that's a 22 Hornet. A little bit different than a regular 22. So millionaire Billy popped up and said, what do you mean? 22 Hornet? Oh yeah, Carl. I thought I, he did. He he told me a twenty-two. I told him a twenty-two. Millionaire Bill. It was twenty-two. Twenty. He he forgot the word hornet. Yeah, so I just now figured we are, yeah. twenty-two's a twenty-two. <laughs> That's the way I'm thinking yeah. about it. Yeah. So I get the I, we go and and I think the Mormon Ranch was the Mormon Ranch. Here's another. This is ten thousand acres. They line, got the goon squad. Yeah. Yeah, no, yeah. There's no hunting season open. There's no, you know, what's going on here? So they come running by. I look over at Carl. He's standing behind a tree that's about two inches wide. <laughs> like the guy can't see. I'm thinking, I'm looking over going, what is that? Sasquatch going to hide in a few sticks. Yeah, that's going to work real well. Oh, yeah. So they're in a panic. You know, we got this turkey. You know, I cleaned him real quick knew how to do that I never for some did. reason he tied a rope i don't know why i'm not a hunter i've shot a couple of nice turkeys but he got a rope out of the dually and tied it around the carcass they were the, worried about the, the carcass yeah we didn't want the car he tied a rope around it and then there was a pond you know and, and billy millionaire billy said what's your friend doing i said i don't know 
throw it, swing in a carcass of a turkey. We're going to feed the alligator. I've done feed spotted the alligator. The alligator. We're going to take the evidence, and we're going to send it out to Mr. Alligator. Well, it was like clockwork. Boom. Next thing you know, he's, he's got, on it. He's on it. I got the alligator. I'm pulling him in. I'm talking to my two buddies to help me relocate the alligator. Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. So I'm going to, hey, y'all guys got to do this. I look back. They're both in the truck. In the truck. They're both yeah. in the truck. Mike out by himself, eight-foot alligator. On a rope. On a rope. What am I supposed to do with this? <laughs> well, that, that was, that was uh, Billy was in a hurry to get out of there at that point. Both y'all yeah. did. Y'all wanted nothing to do we with ready alligators. To go. Ready to go. And coincidentally, you know how many times we've been back in that same spot? Never. We didn't Zero. get invited back. Didn't I, get invited I didn't know back. why. <laughs> I don't know why. I'm not sure yeah, why he never I, called I don't us. Know. No, he never called us. We didn't really cause no problems or anything. No. Bandersman. That was good stuff. Hey, guys, right now we're going to take a break. Won't be long. We'll be back with more stories. Thanks. Be right back. We're back. Thanks for hanging out with us. We talked a little bit about hunting on the first segment. And just remember, in the comments below, help us with the name of this no-name talk we got going on. A little bit of com comedy, a little bit of stuff of what's going on around town. One of the things I want to talk about, and I talk about this a little bit on the radio, and Carl's a great guy because he's been around me a long time, and he unbelievable bag of tricks this segment we're going to talk about why we call him big sticky but i kind of want to go back before that time carl and it was one of my favorite times that i got you because actually there's a couple of them that i'm thinking of but one of them we were fishing all day it was just me and carl and carl once you once I took him for a couple times, he knew the routine. He knew the best spot to stand. He knew where to cast. He was the first guy there every time. So I kind of had to, you know, I mean, you're out there and, and fish aren't biting. I talk about this on the radio. You got to pass the time. And that's one of the things, my friends, we have a good time when we're fishing. I was talking to, I think it was my buddy Matt earlier today, and we were talking about how you get on a boat sometimes with people like, let's say it's a party boat or maybe a split charter type thing where you really don't know the people. Well, it, it's not as fun. I can tell you that. And one thing, we may not catch the most fish. I'll tell you that right now. Well, we or really, the biggest we really fish. do. We will have fun. All right, I'm with Carl. He's hogging the back deck. We're anchoring up. This is back before power pole. We're anchoring up back decks right there live wells right there he gets his pick i can't even set the anchor before he's already in the water Had so a good teacher exactly so what i did was if anybody knows me this is something i'll teach you about chumming if you're crushing baits and throwing them out there and they're spinning around on the surface birds dive and pick them up if you take that bait and just pop his eye out, boop, pop one eye out and throw him out there, he swims in circles below the surface. So you, you're still giving the snook, redfish and trout, whatever you're chumming for, 
the ability to go up there and hit one of those chummers. A good presentation. Good presentation. Good presentation. So Carl is in front of me as I'm flipping eyes out. Well, I'm thinking, why flip the eye out in the water? He's a conservationist at this point. Yeah. Why not flip it on his back? So I started flipping <laughs> the eyeballs on his back. And I've done this to more than one person. And I've also had it done to me. So it's not like I just dished it out. But Carl, triple XL, I mean, this big polo on his back. Polo sweater. I it, a it, polo, it would, yeah, it was a polo. A polo sweater. He was all upset, too. It was his polo sweater. He lives in Carrollwood. And, you know, that, oh, a that trailer. Mean, a that double mean, wide trailer. That means Carrollwood. something over there on the lake. Yeah, it does. So I filled his back with eyeballs. I think it'd make a great T-shirt still this it, day, it, just a bunch of eyeballs. It probably from, would. From yeah. Bates. Covered his back. So we fished 10 or 12 all day, hours. They all day dried. Long in the sun. Yeah, they baked on there pretty good. So he was leaving, and at least I had enough to say to him, hey, Carl, I wouldn't wear that sweater with them fancy seats and that Mercedes you got there. Because when I met him, he had AMG to the ground, big rims. I was going through stereo. something, okay? I was Midlife through. crisis is what it was. At, at, at 30. 28, yeah, 28, yeah. 30 years old. So that's the kind of fun we have. So all day I stayed entertained. We might have caught four or five fish. Yeah. Flipping the eyes. Some of the stuff, tell everybody how you got the name Big Sticky. That'd be a good one. Big. Well, we were headed out of your out of your place in Anna Maria. I think me, you, and Dave Paul, wasn't it? Rubio. Rubio. Yeah, we were heading out. We fish all day long, and Mahoney snuck up on me, and he pours a Pepsi in my shoe. No, that ain't even the no, start of it. No, that is the start yeah, of he's, it. He's dirtying it up. Yeah. I'm telling hey, you. He flipped pouring it Pepsi, around. Pouring Pepsis in my shoe, and, and I was like, Mahoney, will you please stop? He had socks on, Leave too. That I got a, a shoe with Pepsi in it, okay? Looked like he's from up north somewhere. He yeah, had I socks look, I look like sandals. a northerner from Jersey or something. <laughs> so then on the way back in um, – uh, we're hauling butt. Mahoney's in the beanbag chair. I'm at the uh, post there, and there was a Mountain Dew. And I drank some of it, and then I looked at Mahoney, and he knew it, boy. He said, bro, please don't do that. And I said, oh, all that all-day shit. Sorry, all that all-day <laughs> shit. Uh, and now, and now, please don't do that. And I'll shake it. We were hauling. We were going Ernie. Ernie flies anyway. Uh, how I, come the, I just I would don't shake remember it in the that air story And it was blowing at him like pellets. <laughs> no, what happened? Let me tell you all the story since he dirtied it up. This is the truth. <laughs> this is the truth of the story. He did that first off. He knew that I was going to be messing with him, pulling the hair on his legs. And mosquitoes. Mosquitoes. Mosquitoes are biting, you know. Yeah. But I, I explained to my, my buddies – Last week in Louisiana, I'm not really pulling the hair on your legs. I'm just holding it, and you move. That's so it's not, you're pulling your own Yeah, hair. you're pulling your own. There's nothing I can do about it. So anyway, I'm riding out. We're in this big boat, and I feel like cold water hitting me. And I'm thinking, what? Is something leaking? Is there a hatch? Is it a cooler? <laughs> I'm thinking, what's this cold stuff hitting me? Well, it dries because we're running, and I am covered sticky i mean if there was flies around they'd have been on me all day that's where he got the name big sticky well then i poured it in his shoe it wasn't i poured first he poured first. i don't remember the story that way i'm sorry hey i got another one for you here's a good one too how about the power plant 
Oh, the and the the eels. The eels. The Tell them about Mike taking. He oh, took care of me. He caught. This is he like sure adult did. daycare. I've been doing adult daycare for probably thirty years. Never. I'd never Kobe a fish before. And until had that to day. go. Everybody's to go. catching them. Had, every, take me, Mike. Take please. me. Yep. So we get down there. And, well, no. Better yet, let's straighten it out. I was going to take you, but instead he had a friend that wanted to go. So now I got to take two of them and babysit them and show them how to catch Kobe. Yeah. But go ahead. That's He's so, in his own boat. Yeah, so he had his uh, Berkeley Power Bait. Power Eel. Pumpkin Eels. Pumpkin Eels. No, they about, were Berkeley. Yeah, about that long. Injected. And, and injected. Yeah, they, it was the real bait, believe me. And I go, Mike, how do you do this? And Mike said, well, you get a hook and uh, you hold it up with the Power Bait and you bite the tip off. Oh, the Power Bait. You know how the like they're bait. in a mold. There's a So little... you, you can get him on the hook. You know, and he's illustrating it. Oh, he's perfect and i said okay i said so i got it and i had the hook hold it like he was holding it and he's not bite the head off and i said okay and i bit it off and i got a mouthful of fluid from from a berkeley pop oh hey and you're oh, not getting that out of you your mouth water gargle yeah, you lick your butt uh, or Pepsi something but is, is you ain't good. getting that taste hey, out of your mouth i had the taste of that in my that mouth was all day oh, oh he's mr perfect hey now Come we're on. going to, now we're going to do snitches on uh remember this is entertainment well that day they get just like everybody. They want to learn how to do something. You teach and then them, drift and off. then they go off on their own. Like I know, I, once he told me, I can do it better. And that's the way <laughs> the other. Oh yeah, I never even caught one, but he told me enough. We'll go over here. So they come back by. We hadn't got nothing. Like, we hey got, guys, we got one though. Y'all, y'all catch one? Yeah, yeah, we got one. Keeper? Yeah, yeah. Thirty-three to the fork. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Looked it. it and looked I'm going. It. Yeah. Let me see it. So they opened like a secret uh, hatch, six pack cooler. He knows about and he a wasn't hatch. even filling it up. <laughs> so I said, "That ain't thirty three to the fork. We thought it was thirty three overall." Yeah, and he, you know, so hey, we, hey, he was there to teach us, and he taught yeah. us. Yeah, yeah, that you was know? a uh, that was that good, was a bad move. Now you know another one I thought of, Carl. What brought on the perch? dripped in menhaden oil tied underneath your car oh in my garage i don't remember what brought it on you I, did something to provide i that. always did something you i know, think that, he put a sticker on my on no, my truck mahoney's rebuttal is always he did something well he never initiated anything he okay? made me he got me kind of he did something to me that was now, good. now this is all out in the open though who really was the one because i know you didn't do it went to my store and got underneath my Mercedes with a rope with menhaden oil soaked uh, bait and tied perch. it. Perch. Yeah, well, perch. I bought them from Seabreeze. Who was it? I drove to Seabreeze <laughs> and bought six perch, yeah. ran a line through their eyes, dipped them in menhaden oil, and of course it was somebody who worked for me. Tied it to the hooks underneath my car. I didn't realize it. I had a Jeep as well. Drive around town with perch all nasty. No, but it was at night. I pull in my garage. And the next day or two, I start going, man, what in the hell is that smell? I mean, hard fish, hard fish. Menhaden oil. Yeah, was, dipped in menhaden oil. That was a fun. Mahoney's thing. an angel, okay? But no, Come let on, me man. tell you something. Come he on. provoked that attack. Oh, yeah, with a gun there to his something. head. I had a gun to his head here's, to a, here's another one. You're flying with Carl. This is, You cannot ever, ever. I was going to get him an guy. ice cream. I, he wanted He's over cream. at the Carvel ice cream stand. He's <laughs> waving me over to the ice cream stand, right? So we're in Louisiana. We've been fishing. On a delayed flight. Delayed flight. We're a little antsy. 
he's over there he's talking to the girl like he normally does you know he's 20 years old and you know he's 50 oh, yeah. oh, he's yeah. over there 55 talking to her and he i walk up yeah what's up and he's like you want some ice cream and i'm thinking I walked all the way over here for ice cream. I know I don't want any ice cream. Oh, come on, get some ice get cream. Get an ice cream, man. I I'm said, fine. no, I don't really want any ice cream. He's like, well, no, get some. Come on. And she's standing there. I said, go ahead. Yeah, give me some ice cream. I'll take vanilla. Oh, he starts acting like he works there. You want sprinkles on it? You want this? I'm going, no. I, I got want, one with sprinkles. I don't want none of that on it. I want ice cream. So she hands me my ice cream. I get it. I start eating it. The lady asked him, hey, are y'all together? Same bill is what, yeah. Yeah, I'm thinking same bill. You know what Carl says? Yeah, we've been together six years Six now. years. So I'm going, hey, <laughs> don't believe that guy. Do not do not believe him. <laughs> and he goes, you wait till we get home. You I'm going to take care of the you. house. I got to walk away from him because I'm telling you, there is no harder <laughs> chewer. And he got the same thing going yeah, on the way. You to wait New till Orleans. we get back to the house. People are looking around. Hey, you got to tell them. That we got to tell them the one about the rental car because that was the same. This is even better. We fly over there, and I'll tell you when you fly with Carl, you don't. And you're going cattle call. If you remember that year, yeah, yeah. I would check in through the marina at, at Venice. You know how you can check in 24 hours early. So I would go in there and I'd check in 24 hours early. Well. I ain't checking him in because I want to get on the plane before he does, you know. He plans and, ahead. Yeah, and tell him, oh, we'll just check in when we get there. And then, of course, when they call A seating, here goes Mike, and he's standing there going, <laughs> what's going on? But we get off the plane on the way to New Orleans, and if you've ever been there, you got to get into a shuttle to drive you to the rent-a-car place. So here we go. we got about eight guys in there. There's 12 total. Eight of them are with us. We're all just excited. Everybody's heading south, going to, you know, fishing for a week. Well, Carl starts asking me about picking out a. Well, I was looking through a magazine because I was going to order that me Sky some. Mot, yeah, Sky some, Miles. Yeah, yeah, I brought it from the plane. I was going to buy me some new gear, you know. <laughs> and Mahoney's looking, and he goes, I ain't going to have nothing in there to fit you. And I lingerie and stuff, and I said, I'm not looking for me. I'm looking for you. <laughs> I'm going to be naked. Yeah, I'm going to be he the, says this I'm on be the, the one naked. And I'm going, I'm looking you for something sexy for me. you to wear. I mean, there's no way to win <laughs> with Big Carl. I'm telling you, the minute you think you got something on him, you better yeah. be ready. There bro. ain't nothing in there that's going to fit you. And I said, oh, I'm not looking for me. I'm looking for you. I'm going to be naked. Yeah. Some guys was on, the, on the There was bus. only two guys yeah. in there that didn't they think weren't it was on our funny. Team. And I don't they think weren't they, on our no. team. They were on the other team. Yeah, they were on the other yeah. team. We, you know, so what? We had that's a good okay time. That's okay, too. We yeah, laughed. They laughed. Care. We don't, laughed. Yeah, we all laughed. That's. I'll tell you, when you're with Carl, it's never a dull moment. If you've ever... If you're ever sitting around with nothing to do, 34th and Hillsboro. Go sit in the pawn shop and listen <laughs> to him. Listen to him talk. He has a, you know, there's only a few businesses that I've been into that when you walk in, it's fun. And I've been told that about Mahoney's. You know, we know people, if you've been coming in here, we jab you a little bit, they jab back. Uh, Carl, you know, my daughter, Megan, he's, he Majin. calls her Majin. Majin. Majin wants to – constant <laughs> fun. And that's really what it's about, you know. And that's what mm -hmm. I was thinking about doing this show was that we don't have enough laughing – or y'all don't. There's too many people that are wrapped up into other stuff. I can tell you every week I fish. Every week I look to do stuff with people like Carl. I got 
probably five or six guys that are like that. Carl, I've probably known the longest. He's seen my kids grow up. He's been to the baseball field with me. I I seen his son hit his first high school home run. Remember? And you know what? You know how we remember that? Because that day. I brought my iPod. Carl at the pawn shop gets the best stuff, I'm telling you. He had an iPod that would shock you. So he comes up to the baseball field, right? I think back then you're letting your hair grow. Yeah. You're doing it for Caveman people with hair. cancer, right? Yeah, people yeah. with cancer. He donated My sister, it. yeah. Um, he comes up with this iPod and this thing in his ear, and he's like, Mike, Mike, you got to listen to this. It's going to bring you way back. So I put it in my ear. I'm thinking, yeah, we're going to hear something good. And I hit the button. It shocks the heck out. Ow! <laughs> you know, I'm thinking, what? He's just like that, and laughing. And then and his brother, then his brother-in-law yeah, walks up. Yeah, I got up. my brother-in-law, Bob I put Woody. the headphones on, and I'm going like this, yeah, you know. And I go, great. listen to this. You'll die. This will take you back to when you were a kid. And and Bob puts them on, and he hear, then he presses the button. It shocks the daylights out of him. It's know, a funny one. The, the funniest thing about that shocking thing with Carl, and you can tell how people are. Some people get shocked, and they go, ow, and they don't want to touch it. Everybody I know, their first response is, let me have that. Let me, I, got, I got a home for that right yeah. now. Put, oh, yeah. He'd tell you, put it up to your ear. I've seen him in the pawn shop. I was talking about this earlier. He'll have a pen that shocks you. Right, so you got to sign your name when you do a pawn or whatever sale or whatever it is. So he'll hand them the shocking pen. They shock, drop it. He grabs the same pen, goes underneath the counter like this, and puts the same pen back up there. They grab it again, <laughs> shock it again, and he laughs like yeah, that. They do. But you know what? All his customers, you can tell, they all know him. They like him. They oh, love yeah. him. He's been around forever. Thirty fourth in Hillsboro. Yeah. Carl's a man. He's got a boat. He's out there Thank fishing. He even brought his life vest today. Yeah, I did. Just yeah, in did. case. Uh, well, you never know when you're showing up with him just how it's going to turn out. And I'd rather be safe than sorry. Have you sorry. been in some rough stuff? Yeah, Louisiana with you. That was rough. 14 footers, probably. That was I'd rough. never seen that before. Were you he scared? Yeah, I, I was, yeah. Yeah, but I was with you, Rubio. We'll have to, we'll have to wait to talk. Were you there when we were shooting in the National no, Wildlife no. Refuge? No. 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 I wasn't either. I'm just. That's he all, heard about it. He says he, he's heard about it. I, I don't do it, but I know people that do it. Yeah, well, <laughs> that's a good one, well, Carl. Man, I really appreciate you coming out, man. Yeah, and, I'm uh, glad you. I'm glad I'm part of it. You're going to be a big yeah, part yeah. of it. I can tell you that. One of the things about the people that I bring on this show, they are truly assets to T. A. Mahoney. And you may think to yourself, like, how could Mahoney's in a pawn shop, and how could that be an asset? But you know, anytime I need something like, let's say, a tool or let's say a stereo system or a boom box or a portable AC unit, if it's for my guys in the back, if it's for a room I have here, he's the first call I make. I appreciate um, that. I do. Carl's been around a long time and people that are in business a long time are usually doing something right. So, and I've uh, had, let me, I want to go over this part because this is really a genuine part. Uh, and I've told Mike this a bunch of times. And because uh, I've had people actually ask me, you know, well, the way they should ask is, hey, how do you know him? You know, but the way they ask me is, how do you know him? <laughs> and I'm like, would you really have to ask like that? Can't you just say? And that's the truth. How do you know him? Well, and that's one of the things. I, <laughs> the reason why we're doing all of this, right, yeah. is for the interaction with the people out there that follow me on Facebook, the people that listen to me on the radio. 
I'm I'm here to help. He, hey, he, Mahoney's the, is here to help. The word to use is approachable. And I tell people that because they go, man, how do you know that guy? And I go, well, I met him through a greasy, what do you call it? Greasy. Greasy. Greasy, greasy attorney. attorney. We met him through a greasy attorney. We what ain't going to mention no names. Hey, what a combo to meet somebody this special. I mean, what a what a what a chance! Hey, in my in my outlook, I got a pawn shop guy, Frank Cueto, bail bonds, square toe shoes, hard yeah, sole shoes yeah. on the boat. Yeah, he was he, wearing Georgia. What are those? For, Ferragamos. He was wearing Ferragamos. Had a button down all yeah, the way down yeah. to his stomach. Great guy. That night. Great guy. Yeah, great. Frank's good people, great, man. Great, and I'll tell guy. you something. I've used. I've never Personally. used Frank to get myself yeah. out of jail, but he's helped me a ton. And if you and. You know, 221 bail. Hey, and these are guys that, that come in our store. Arcos is a, is Arcos, a guy who comes guy, in here all the time. Guy. Armando people. Roche, great guy. And what I want to do is Ray introduce Rodriguez. you to these people in this area that have been here and helped T.A. Mahoney out. And once again, Carl, I appreciate you showing yeah, up. Let me, finish, uh, let me finish one thing because it's on my mind. <clears throat> and everybody wants to be a great fisherman. Everybody does. Everybody wants to catch more fish. Everybody wants to learn something new. And as, as, a, as approachable as this place is, it's an independent place, been around since 1946. Um, Mike's grandparents owned it. Mike's grandfather passed away a short period afterwards. The grandmother took it over, had two sons, one of them being his father. Yep. And, and they're great people. If you got a question, call, come down here. They're all knowledgeable. I mean, they've seen every situation. Uh, like Mike just showed me a boat in the yard and, and showed me, hey, hook your uh, strap this way, not that way. I mean, they're willing to teach you something, you know? You can't, Thanks, Carl. We yeah, appreciate that, yeah, You man. can't find that on the Internet. We they're, are here to help. Yeah, here to help. This is a live, hands-on YouTube place because they'll show you how to do it. They'll show you how to tie that knot. They'll show you how to rope your anchor, link it. They'll show you everything here, you know? Um, just Good great job, people, Carl. man. Great, great job. I met a great guy, man, 25 years ago. I was blessed by the Lord, you know? Well, you know what we could do here? Yeah. Yep. There you go. Yeah. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> Mahoney. <laughs> Mah Mahoney. <laughs>